I believe there's three places you should track your time and your money. Everybody goes, of course, your time and your money, but we don't track our mindsets. When we sit down and track our KPIs, you know, key performance indicators, yeah. what's our return on investments? We don't sit down and go, well, how were, how was my mindset? How did I speak to people this week? How did I treat my, my spouse or my girlfriend or boyfriend or my kids? How did I treat myself? We don't track those things. And as we get older, if we don't track, we can't replicate. Hmm. And one of the things that I think business owners and sales reps fail to do is track weekly those three big things, your money, your time, and your mindsets. Because if something's working and you can't replicate it, then you just think you've arrived. You're like, well, I figured it out. And then when things go south, you're like, well, how do I fix it? Well, you don't know. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing, and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Clint, you're an entrepreneur. You're the host of During the Break podcast and so much more, man. Such a great dude and honored to call you a friend. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Man, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. It's it's the roles are reversed, man. For sure, man. It's such an honor to have you on. And I love to kick my show off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What's childhood like for you? Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. That's where I'm actually, you know, uh, based out of right now. Um, I had a good childhood. I had a great childhood. Went off, you know, graduated from a local high school here. And here's the thing. I say this all the time. I'm old enough now to remember the schools I went to were kind of local. We didn't, we didn't have people coming out of zip codes. So sure. we kind of grew up with this community, which I loved. And then I went off to college, came back home. And then I realized when I had kids that I had to pay for a private school to send my kids to for the same environment that I had. <laughs> So I had, I'm, I had a great childhood. I had a great young uh, adolescence and uh, I, I guess I'm one of the guys that would call privilege because we weren't rich, but man, I had a great family. Oh, I love it, man. And that's, that's what's best, man. When you oh, got yeah. a good family, doesn't matter about money. doesn't matter where you live, man. The family is all important there. I was surrounded by people that had more money, but they weren't happy. Right. Oh, such the, the, the story for entrepreneurs out there, man. And we'll get into that a little bit. That's some of the questions I have for us. But I mean, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. A lot of people like get into it and they fail. They get into it and they quit just because it gets tough. Like what's your drive to be so successful as an entrepreneur? And then when you hit those failures, like how do you overcome them? I have a, I actually own a website. I haven't done anything with it, but it's called Failure Avoidance Coach. Because nice. I can't tell you what not, what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Sure, <laughs> by mistakes. Um, yeah. the The reason I love owning your own business, and even if you're a commissioned only sales rep, you own your own brand and business inside a business. I think salespeople forget that they let the yeah. company carry the weight of the branding. They forget that they have their own brand. But the reason I love it is, if you want to give yourself time off, go earn it. If you want to give yourself a pay raise, go earn it. If you want to build big, you can. If you want to keep it small, you can. 
there's just so much more inside your control. And I figured a long time ago, if I'm going to live with the stress of the world, I want it to be as much as I can control as possible. Yeah. Man, oh, I love it. So good, man. And it's like true for all entrepreneurs, man. And even if you're commissioned or like, I still work full time, but I'm still an entrepreneur, right? Like we still have to go in there and go, man, this is my brand. This is how I got to be running it. And, you know, uh, for you though, you've been in marketing for a long time as well. What are people not doing today in marketing that they should be doing? Oh man, I, there's something that I have come to the, to realize, realize over the last 10 or 15 years is I didn't track what I was doing right and wrong early in my career, a totally. business owner or salesperson. And what I mean by that is I believe there's three places you should track your time and your money. Everybody goes, of course, your time and your money, but we don't track our mindsets. Mm -hmm. When we sit down and track our KPIs, you know, key performance indicators, yeah. what's our return on investments. We don't sit down and go, well, how were, how was my mindset? How did I speak to people this week? How did I treat my, my spouse or my girlfriend or boyfriend or my kids? How did I treat myself? We don't track those things. And as we get older, if we don't track, we can't replicate. Hmm. And one of the things that I think business owners and sales reps fail to do is track weekly those three big things, your money, your time, and your mindsets. Because if something's working and you can't replicate it, then you just think you've arrived. You're like, well, I figured it out. And then when things go south, you're like, well, how do I fix it? Well, you don't know. Right. And then things are going wrong if you don't know what to change or what to tweak you could be six months down the road with really bad habits or really bad uh, down a bad, uh, bad way. And now it's too late to change it or it's much more effort to change it. So I think yeah. the thing we miss spending time with ourselves. Oh yeah. So good, man. And, and for me, it's all about the morning routine, man, when I'm getting in there and I'm making that happen and just trying to get personal development and draw close to God for me, you know, and having that worship music going. Yeah. For, real quick. Have you discovered that it's easy to fall out of the habit, but it's hard to create. <laughs> yes. In fact, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, like when you, when you create your habits, you know, and you know, for me, it, it is tough to create them, but then once you can kind of build that momentum and keep going with them and you get off track, like how do you get back on track for those habits that are, that are there for you? That's where I think, you know, um, I hate the word accountability all the time, but you got to have people that expect you to show up. Yeah. I think it's important, you know, uh, just speaking from a man's perspective, I like my world's better when I've got other guys in my life that are saying, hey, how's that going? Did you do that? Man, tell me about this. Not as a like I'm really answering to them, but because they care about me mm -hmm. and they don't they know me well enough to give me grace and mercy when I need it. But they don't buy my BS. They don't when I when I give them the excuse, they kind of go, oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, that's whatever, man. I got you. Right. Just tell me you didn't do it. What, what's your problem? Yeah, I, 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 that is the number one way to prevent, I think, of getting in a valley and staying there. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, who is your biggest entrepreneur influence for me? Like I was growing up and like I saw Tony Robbins all the time as a kid. And then I was like, jump Jim Rohn. And now I'm, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Ed Milet. And this show is here because of Ed Milet. But who is mm. that in, entrepreneur influence for you? Man, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question. Of course, I've only been on. I'm not you, dude. I've not been on like a hundred podcasts, whatever, a, a year. I, I've been on maybe ten or fifteen as a guest. I don't know. Um, I love Tony Robbins, but there's a lot of local people. So, yeah. I owned a commercial cleaning company when I was 23 or 24 years old. I started it. 
Okay. I quit a job where I was making money. And the next day I had no money coming in. So me and my partner went and got, I got 32 accounts within six months. Wow. So I built that over three or four years. When I got married, I was in my late twenties. Well, I didn't want to take every night and go manage people at these different office spaces. Right. Sure. I had like nine employees. So I sold the company to my partner. I say all that to say this, I really don't know why. I just know that I never I was a better boss than I was an employee. Now I was a commission sales rep for 15 years, but inside that as a commission sales rep, you have latitude and you know, the, the freedoms that come with that since though I've, I've, I guess, since I left the sales world and went into owning the marketing and coaching company, um, I love the Jocko Wilnicks of the world yeah. who build. Here's why I love the Jockos and the Ben Shapiro's and the Tony Robbins and the, Here's why I love them. They not only build a business, but they also provide content to help other people. So they're, they're making virtual widgets that help people while they build their brand and they provide real content. So I, I, I think the definition of business owners changed a lot. The internet yes. has changed what a business owner can be. Right. <laughs> it it so used to have, it used to have to provide a widget. <clears throat> right. There was none of this. If you were coaching, you had to be coached in person on the phone. Right. You know, so I, yeah. I think that's changed a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and we kind of touched base on this earlier, but you know, I'm big on morning routines and habits and things like that for you. Like, what do you do in the morning to kind of help you make your day a success? Um, I say my kids and my family's names by name to God. I pray for them. I say their name. Mm. Um, and if I know there's something specific, I say that, but most of the time I just figure God knows them better than I do. Yeah. So I just say, Hey God, I don't know what my son Jacob needs today, but this is take care of that. You know, uh, same with my daughter, my mom and dad. And then I stretch for about 20 minutes cause I have horrible joints. Okay. Um, so I stretch, drink all my water. I go through about three or four bottles of water in the morning. Then I go hit my heavy bag for 20 or 30 minutes. And that takes up about an hour. Come on. Oh, that's Hell awesome, yeah. man. That's what heavy I bag is therapy, <laughs> man. When I started the box thing, shoot, that's the I cheapest therapy you can get, man. I got an 80 pound bag down in the basement. I need to go hit that up more, man. <laughs> I said this when I went through my divorce about five or six years ago, you know, the world doesn't, they, if you do it right, they can't tell if you're crying or sweating. All right. But yeah. God does. And that's where yeah. I talk to God. So come on, man. I, I want to talk about your podcast. Cause I was honored to be a guest on your show. Uh, you've got during the break podcast and you know, when did you start that thing? And, and how has that helped you in your business and coaching and all that stuff? Uh, started it over four years ago. I actually have another podcast called Day Fire, and then we talk about adventures in the great outdoors uh, from people around the world. I was very blessed to be part of that one. My personal one, though, during the break, um, I, I've been in the. I was sold radio for a long time, commissioned only sales rep and advertising. That's why I started my advertising company. I used to own a billboard company, so I had the radio experience and the billboard experience. Started a marketing company. Well, what I realized being in radio. Uh, as a salesperson, a host, and a guest, is I would hear this all the time when people would come back from the radio breaks. I wish you guys could listen to what we just talked about during the break. That's where all the good stories were shared. Right. And so I started the podcast to have those kind of off conversations, those off brand conversations. And so it could kind of go down different roads and have tentacles to it. But it's helped me in business. Really, the biggest thing is it's helped me learn how to listen better. And it's in, introduced me to more people adding to your old school Rolodex. So young kids out there, air quote, Rolodex. 
Yeah. We used to have this thing on our desk with all our contacts names in it. Now it's called your phone, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's so helped good. me. It's helped me a couple ways, man, but I, I love podcasting. Do you love it? Oh man. For me, it is life, man. It's my non-negotiable, like whatever is going on in life. If I can break away from, you know, I still work a full-time job. So to break away and do this during the day, it's like my mental break. Right. Yeah. I love just having connection with people and talking with people and hearing their stories. And uh, I mean, for me, I, I started in 2017, man, and, and, you know, been doing two shows and I stopped the other one at the end of last year. And I'm just focused on this show now. And oh, man, it's, it's so good to me to just refresh my soul when I can get on and have an awesome conversation, man. I used uh, to have another podcast too. And I think you nailed something though. You, you stopped the other one. That's, mm. that's one thing that I've learned. Uh, another kind of business tip is simplify yes minimize the the minimal mindset is a big deal because sometimes we have so many open tabs and i find this when i do business owner coaching they have 12 open tabs and they're going i don't know which ones to shut which ones to focus on i'm like dude we got to work through that and i think that's good i cut my other podcast out too and i and the other ones that i do got way better uh, yeah, 100% agree. I mean, I ran the top rated May show for four years, 256 episodes. And I was, you know, doing that one on top of this one for three years, or two years, I guess, and uh, just wanted to focus on the business side moving forward. And it wasn't really, it, I was more passionate about the business side than I was talking with MMA fighters, still love the sport. But I had to kind of take a break, I literally shut down, I quit on quit following quit liking all of the, the MMA pages and just focus on business guys. And that's really helped me, I think, enhance my interview process, the steps, the relationship, the businesses that I've been able to pick up. Um, I wanted to jump real quick over to your other podcast because I know that I saw it on your LinkedIn, but I wasn't sure how involved you were on it. So tell me again, what, what's that show and, and how, what's that show about there? Uh, so a buddy of mine that I met as a radio sales rep back in the late 90s um, used to own a company called Rock Creek Outfitters. And if you Google Rock Creek Outfitters, you'll, you'll, you'll see it has a huge outdoor presence. He built it owned it for about 32 years, sold it three years ago. Now, Rock Creek Outfitters sells outdoor gear uh, for extreme or weekend outdoor warriors. When he, when he sold that company, we, he came on my podcast and great stories. He's been around the world doing crazy things. Well, we started yeah. talking. He's got access to all of these athletes, all of these entrepreneurs in the outdoor space. So he said, let's do a podcast. Come and on. he's the guy that only does things the right way. Yeah. So uh, we just started having these weekly conversations with people from all around the world, hiking, biking, paddling, the van life, conservation gear. And it is, I'm a co-host for 50, 50 partners on it. Um, I contribute the, the questions from a novice perspective. I love chasing waterfalls, but I'm not climbing 14,000 feet yeah. unless one of my kids is trapped up there and I have to. And even then we're probably both going to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that skilled. So yeah. Anyway, that's the podcast and Day yeah. Fire Podcast. It's awesome. I love being part of it. Dawson Wheeler's his name, by the way. Okay. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah. There's a guy that you should check out if, if he's looking for outdoor guys. There's a, a Man Van Dog blog is the website. And oh, gosh, I'm just drawing a blank on his first name. I just remember his, his website. Um, former NFL player, played in the NFL for about six years, sold everything, went into a van and just started traveling the U.S. And wow. that's what he does. And he's a super cool dude. I had him on my show in the early days. Um, when I first started there at Gallon Show, really, really cool dude. We um, we interviewed a guy that ran across the United States from South Carolina to California. Whoa! And his stories, I, see, I wrote this guy's name down. You just gave me the man van, the dog blog, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna reach out to him because the stories. That's why I love podcasting because 
from the outside, you make assumptions on what they're, what, how it went. Yeah. But it's those little stories along the way that included pit bulls and bush beer cans and, <laughs> and hamsters in cages. And you're like, what? I mean, it's just these stories that come from those conversations. I'm going to check your, that guy out, man. I, I, that would be good. Yeah, I'll shoot you his message after the show here. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in regards to like, you know, success and fulfillment, you know, what is the difference between those two for you? Man, um, I think you are successful if you're fulfilled, if you're content. Mm. I, I think that is my definition, again, has changed, man. I've raised three yeah. kids, but, you know, we had two dogs, the, the, the goldfish. And um, I, th I think my definition now is, am I content? It doesn't mean I'm not driven. It doesn't mean I don't want more. But it means right now, if my life were to have a screenshot, am I happy in this moment with the health of the people around me and our minds? Then, yes, that is success. Yeah. Oh, such a, such a good definition right there, man. What are you most excited about right now in 2022, man? I'm still here, dude. I'm 54. I got all <laughs> kinds of problems. We went through a pandemic. We never know what's going to happen. Right. I, I'm really excited about the possibility over the next 12 months is I, I think I told you this before I got a divorce about five years ago, had to shut connect marketing down about a year and a half ago, the coaching component of that small business owners and sales reps started coming back. So I'm very excited that over the next 12 months, I will start shifting more and more of my income to podcasts, which I make, I make money at it now, but more of it to podcasting and to the coaching component, mm. uh, because that's what I want to get to in 12 months. I would like all of that to be back inside my umbrella. So I don't have to have the other jobs. Yep. And, um, and just help business owners follow my template of tracking their time, tracking your money and tracking your mindsets. Here's the other thing about podcast and coaching that you may have learned. It really helps hold me accountable because yeah. if I'm talking to you about it and I'm getting off the, the coaching call or the podcast and I'm not doing it, I'm like, I'm a piece of crap. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go work out, man. I got to get back in that habit. Right. Because right. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. I'm actually going through right now in the process of getting certified as a John Maxwell coach and speaker. Oh, good and, for you. And man, it's just stretching me just even going through the courses and getting through that certification stuff, man. And um, I think timeline with that would be like sometime in August, I think I'm getting my official certification, but going through that track, man, I'm learning so much, man, about like, how do I tweak my coaching? How do I do that? Right? How old and, are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 42. See, I love that because I think the other thing the internet's done for us is it's helped us um, challenge ourselves later on in life. One of the things that I've learned yeah. is as you get older, your first start going away, right? The first car, the first baby, the marriage, the yeah. first house, the, all these first. Well, they're not your first when you get in your 50s or 40s. So finding things that still make you nervous and excited are, is key. I yeah. think that's when the spirit dies is when we stop putting things in front of us that we go, okay, that one, I got to get, I better, I better get on my game for this thing. Right. I'm a little nervous. Can I do it? Yeah. I love it, that, man. It's, it's been a fun journey. I would love to do more public speaking and, and just even podcasting. Like I wanted to take the courses because I wanted to grow myself to be a better speaker, to be a better coach. And, you know, I do that with my podcast clients and stuff like that too. And so I love that you're doing the coaching stuff and, and getting back into that. Cause I think so many people, are wanting help. And then not, a not enough people are asking for help, but if we can be there and be available, then I think that can help make an impact on their lives in the world, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am um, also, as I get back into it, I'm realizing 
that business owners, and I share this with them, and, and you might do it, you might as well. We really, a lot of us won't help. Um, we want to talk about wanting help. Yeah. Doing the things that will help is a different story. Mm-hmm. I love my own excuses. And man, you start coaching somebody and they're great. They're great until you give them pushback on that sore spot. And they're like, well, you know, I'm just, I don't know how this is working out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I knew this was coming. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. 30 days in the honeymoon's over. And I'm actually asking you, how did it go this week? And why do you didn't do it? And all of a sudden you're like, man, I just, I'm just too busy for this. I'm like, I got you. No worries. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's one thing that I just don't do, man, is I just don't chase clients or anything mm-hmm. like that. When they decide to do that, Hey man, that's a choice you're making, man. You know, <laughs> I tell them up front, listen, if I get 10 clients, I'm going to have I, half of them are going to fall out over the next few months, six months. Yeah. And, and it's nothing. Per- I told them up front. I don't take it personal. If that yeah. happens, it's going to happen though with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. So yeah. funny. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Yeah, for sure. man. <laughs> Where's the best place for people to connect and follow with you? You just go to any podcast platform. You can okay. go to and just look up during the break podcast, Clint Powell. Uh, or you can go find day fire, same way day fire podcast. I'm on Facebook, the Clint Powell, uh, C L I N T P O W E L L or during the break podcast on Facebook. Those are the best places to find me you can message me and we can talk about other stuff. If you, if you want to, I love it. And I'm also a big fan of music. So I love to ask the question to kind of end the show. Like what's a favorite band for you? Favorite type of music you like? Yeah, see, that's, you're not going to, it's not going to be a short ending, dude. Yeah, okay. I, I'm a very eclectic taste. <laughs> I grew up listening to Credence Clearwater Revival. Okay. I grew up listening. Yeah, yeah. I've got Muddy Waters is on my playlist list right now. Buddy Guy's on my playlist. ACDC. I am a very eclectic guy. The only type of music I don't like, really like, is operatic and, and orchestra type music. I just don't dig that. Totally. And a lot of the new rap. I'm old school rap. Heavy D and the Boys, Run yeah. DMC, Cool, you know, Kumo D, that kind of stuff. New rap. My kids try to keep me young, but I struggle with it. Oh, man, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if, you catch, if they catch me working out, though, I might be listening to, you know, if I, if I, if I die, like in my living room or cleaning on Saturdays, I'm going to die with CCR on. If I'm hitting the heavy bag, I'm going to die with some hard metal or rap music on. And people are going to think I'm either going to heaven or going to hell by what I'm listening to. Probably. <laughs> I saw Creedence Clearwater Revisited uh live one time and it was awesome and john forgetty wasn't there but the whole rest of the band was and man it was so cool to to see that i wish john would have been there but uh to me he's the one of the best songwriters ever in american history man absolutely absolutely man and then i'm I'm the same way i flip over to like you know i'm listening to tupac and biggie and you know old school rap yeah. right i can't listen to any of the new stuff man but old school rap you know i can listen to it hey, i got a I got a guest recommendation for you man you ought to get marty ray on if you ever want to talk music marty ray i've had him on my podcast several times uh, have you ever heard of him yo yeah he was a guest on my show he's a great oh, dude dude i'm sorry i didn't know he'd been on no no yeah i mean shoot man i i can't keep up with all the podcasts but yeah he's a great dude i had him on the show Talked about his story about jamming with Vanilla Ice, man. Oh, Such yeah. a great dude. Yeah, well, dude, I, I didn't. I, I'm sorry. I just sorry I didn't know you'd had him on. So yeah, you, oh. he's a good dude. He's a great guy in regards to like connecting with fans, man. Like, mm. loves to connect with fans. I always see him commenting, and just the fact that he reached out, you know, back to me and said, "Hey, man, I'll come on your show." You know what a what a cool dude, man, for sure. So. Man, Clint, such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. This was great, man. A lot of bombs dropped, man. Really appreciate it. Man, thank you so much. 
I appreciate the invite. Best of luck to you. Hope you keep doing what you're Thank doing. Thank you so man. much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or a watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests, and I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button, and then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.